The Major Spoilers podcast covers news, reviews, and of course, spoilers, and goes into details about the topics discussed. So if you haven't read, listened, or watched the items we talk about, you might want to come back later. I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. And I'm Stephen, and you're listening to the Major Spoilers podcast, the podcast for pop culture and comic fans. In this issue, we got ghosts to be busted, werewolves on the prowl of Spider-Man, a labyrinth, and a massive dose of October theming. Are you ready to face the horrors ahead? If not, it's cool. Rodrigo has Netflix and a secret stash of lacrosse. So turn down the lights, turn up the smoke machine, and for God's sake, don't leave Randall in charge of the entertainment. Because the Major Spoilers podcast is on the air. Welcome to issue 999 of the Major Spoilers podcast. Uh, thank you Mark so much down for downloading. from 1050. Thank you for Sorry. joining us and checking us out this week. We're so happy that you're here. Sorry about last week. I came down with the uh, something post uh, vaccine, post uh, getting a needle in my arm. Both myself and the youngest both came down with the crud after getting a vaccine shot. Not saying vaccines are bad. Do go get your flu shots. They do help. Uh, but we were not feeling well enough on Tuesday to do a show, so I apologize for that. We should be celebrating our 1,000th episode this week, but we're going to save that for next week. We're going to bring in Scott Johnson for that and uh, have a lot of fun. In the meantime, uh, what we would have discussed last week, we'll be discussing this week. So we've got some Ghostbusters action coming up later in the show. But I thought we'd spend the first segment uh, talking about the Marvel special Werewolf by Night. Uh, that they released. It's a one hour show uh, on, on Marvel or I'm sorry, on Disney plus. And uh, I guess my initial reaction was I went into it with very little uh, expectations and I came out of it really, really enjoying that uh, special a lot. The one hour movie a lot. Um, what did you think, Rodrigo? Are you a fan uh, of the Jack Russell? So I, I, I do like werewolf by night. Enough. I've, you know, we've read the old, the oldest version of it on the show, mm -hmm. and they've tried to revive the character a few times, and I've picked some of those up. Um, so you know, I'm, 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 World by Night is cool. Uh, I was, I, I kind of had a similar uh, experience to you, Stephen, where I, I wasn't, I didn't really know what to expect, but while I was watching it, I was like, what does this remind me of? And it obviously, you know, there's lots of like Universal Monster stuff. There's lots of, you know, black and white monster movie references and things like that. But but really, as I was watching it, what it reminded me of is early MCU stuff, like mm -hmm. MCU stuff that has room to stretch out, room to leave things vague. Um, yeah. And yeah. Plant, plant the I, uh, plant the seeds yeah. for future project stuff. Yeah. One of the things that I enjoyed about it is that yeah it it itself had no direct impact nor did anything else really have direct impact no, no prior work seemed to have like strong direct impact on it so it was like yeah here's a corner of the marvel universe that is unexplored and that care where characters are allowed to grow and you don't have to like explain why x y or z is happening it can just happen yeah you don't have to worry about a snap you don't have to worry about trying to explain Thanos or anything like that. It's just, let's have some monster horror fun in, in this uh, oldie tiny style, which is interesting that you mentioned the universal uh, monsters, because you know, that is, I think the vibe that they're going for and certainly mm -hmm. shooting it in black and white does harken back to the old uh, universal monsters. At the same time, Netflix released the uh, monsters television uh, movie, Rocky, the, the Rob zombie thing, monsters. which mm -hmm. uh, it's not very good. Ladies and gentlemen, I hate to tell you that. Oh, I haven't seen uh, it. 
yeah, bummer. Is, um, is Rob Zombie? Does Rob Zombie's wife play Morticia? I don't remember. Maybe. Uh, what is her name? I'd have to go. Uh, her name is like Mrs. Zombie. Is like Mrs. Moon Zombie. Zombie or something, yeah, something like, like that. Zombie. Uh, here's the thing: when they were trying to do the monsters, they had to get permission from Universal to to do that Rob Zombie movie. And Universal says you can only do the monsters movie if you don't do it. We will not give you the rights if you want to do it in black and white. And so that's why the colors in that movie are shifted uh. all the way into the hyper extreme, which in hindsight kind of hurts the movie. Uh, but it's but it's interesting that. I think the Munsters movie would be a lot better had it been in black and white. And I think that this show, Werewolf by Night, did a very good job of using yeah. black and white to its advantage. Although the little bits of here's a little red thing and then everything turning color yeah. at the end was kind of annoying and distracting. Oh, but you didn't like it? I don't know. What, what do you think that that meant? I think that that meant it's like... Okay, guys, we're, we're this was a one-time thing. We're not doing it again. Okay, now that now that the show's over, we're gonna bring color back. Okay, it was only in black and white because we thought it would be cool. So you don't have to worry. Next time you see these characters, they'll be in color. Mm. Like, I guess that's, that's I guess I felt, that's what I felt the movie was or the the special was telling me. I guess I can see that too. It's like, hey, we had our monster fun. The next time that you see Jack Russell, he will be in color, and he'll be fighting alongside Blade and Moon Knight. And She-Hulk. See, it kind of felt to me like... And oh, Howard the Duck will be here eventually. Oh, I'm sure. Howard the Duck's already showed up like three times. Um, I feel like it felt to me like the transition between Jack's story and Elsa's story. Because this was, you know, this was a, a short hour of, hey, we're thrown into the middle of the life of Jack and Ted. But as it ends, Elsa Bloodstone has finally, you know, taken up her father's mantle. She has the power of the Bloodstone, blah, 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 blah. And as she takes command of the Bloodstone, you know, the everything comes back to the world. So it's no longer Jack's story. It's now, hey, this is going to be something entirely different and we're just going to finish. But yeah, I don't know. Do you think that we're I, missing I will tell you this? Do you, OK, go ahead. I never knew it until I watched this and I watched it literally with my, my whole family. And there are four responses in my family to something for the Marvel with me. It's like, yeah, okay. And then, you know, we have people who are like, Hey, this is good. And we have people who are like, is this going to be good? And then we have the child and they were like, is this going to suck? I'm like, I don't think it's going to suck. Fine. So we sit down and about five minutes in the kid turns to me and they're like, this is good. I like yeah. this. Yeah. And I think we it, got to the end and I'm like, I didn't realize what I needed all my life was the sight of the man thing laughing. Yeah. yeah. And so that I think was the thing that was most shocking uh, for me in this is when, you know, this giant arm reaches out and grabs Jack Russell from the branch and we, it's revealed that it's uh, Ted, the man thing. Mm -hmm. Um, at first I was like, oh, this is really cool. I, this is, you know, this yeah. is the monster that they got to be hunting and it's man thing. This is going to be really cool. We did get to see him do his uh, burn your soul action in this. Right. I was kind of hoping yeah. we would have actually gotten him to say some words, but that's fine. The way that man they handled it. Speak. Uh, the thing that really intrigued me, though, was. And this again, watching the watching the movie as I'm watching it, I'm like. Okay, is Man Thing completely CGI? Because there's shots in here, like when they grab him out of the bushes, it's like, well, that could be a practical arm. 
And my guess is that they probably use that practical arm at the end of the movie where they're sitting down and having tea the next morning. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and you're doing an OTS and over the shoulder shot of man thing to uh, Jack. And I was like, that's probably the same prop arm, but I'm pretty sure everything else was, was CGI. And then I was like, yeah, I, this is going to bother me. I need to go and do my research and found out that no, there's a real person inside a life-size man thing. costume. Oh, you're kidding. Wow. The that's only, great. the Even only the thing face? is that. Yeah, the the there are CGI enhancements like the flowers growing on him, and I think sure. some of the face, like the eyes stuff, is hmm. is uh, is I, some CGI enhancement. I felt like that running effect. scene might have had some CGI. Yeah, no, that was a real person running in that thing, and apparently they had wow. to get this big beefy like because the costume is super heavy. They had to get some beefy linebacker guy to wear the suit uh, because it's oh, wow. it was just so heavy. Uh, to to do stuff in and i was like wow i gotta give them props for taking a concept of these universal monsters and again we shouldn't say universal monsters but we're using right. that as the touchstone for everybody to get into it and then doing it like you would have done an old 1950s yes. b horror movie where you don't need to see um lon cheney change into the wolfman but we can right. show off screen his shadow changing into yeah. the Wolfman, and we can put Great a man stuff. in a monster suit and we can yeah. have a creepy animatronic mummy pop out of the uh, out of the uh, coffin and welcome everybody to the uh, to the contest. <laughs> and it works really that. well. It had cigarette burns yeah. to let the non-existent uh, projectionist know when to change the yes. non-existent yes. real. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And I pointed that out to my kid and they're like, what? And so I had to stop the film and explain what now, they the were thing, and how it used to work. And it was like, you need to go cool. back. I need to go back. Cause I knew that those were added in. I saw them at the added in. I need to go back and see if those were done every 10 minutes or if they were done at every 20 minutes. Cause it depends I on caught them. I caught them at least three times. Okay. So that'd be like every 20 so, minutes then. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, what is it? A fifty-five minute film? So yeah, yeah so now, it's like now, now, now what type of uh, what like how long the reels? Yeah, because the original reels be. were like ten minutes long. That's why it was you know a, a ten minute short, uh, right. and then things got a little bit longer to twenty minutes. And then today, I mean, most um, it, well, obviously were digital projection in in uh, most theaters. But when uh, when I was in college, uh, dating a girl who was one of the managers at the Fox Theater. Um, mm-hmm. we didn't have switching between projectors. It was all spliced together into a big giant film that Real. sat on a, on a platter, uh, yep. just out in the open and it would, it would play through that way. So there weren't any burn marks by the nineties. So you can kind of use that sure. as kind of a touchstone for when they're, what period they're trying to replicate there. But I don't yeah. know, guys, late, I was very impressed. Hammer horror to me. Yes. I, I was I, very impressed with werewolf by, by night. And if you haven't seen this by now, we are, uh, approaching the spooky night. Uh, there's still time to watch it. And if you're not doing anything on Halloween or Halloween Eve, I might or, say, watch this, uh, watch this. With the fam. Yeah. Yes. I, I loved this. We had a hundred percent, very rare that we get a hundred percent buy-in. Everybody got to the end of werewolf by night and everybody was just thrilled. And then I told the kid, there aren't another eight episodes. And there was cheering. Uh, because they're apparently tired of, well, She-Hulk started really great and then this happened. Or, you know, I I couldn't figure out what was going on with Bucky, so I, you know, tuned out. And it. It. She-Hulk yeah. was fantastic. She-Hulk was fantastic, especially start, that. Start finale. to end. Start to end. Yeah. Just fantastic. Love uh, Andor. Andor. 
I know some people watched the first episode and were out of it. My youngest, who loves Star Wars, watched the first episode, and he's like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. And it's like, buddy, Aww. you missed out because this is every three episodes. Every three episodes is a story. He liked Rogue, he liked uh, Rogue One. Um, or yeah, Rogue One. He really enjoyed that as well. So, um, this is, this is Star Wars that I like as Andor. So get on that people. Let's, let's see more of that. And, uh, it's, it's well thought out. It's well executed. Uh, that's very good. Uh, Rodrigo, did you watch the She-Hulk? I did. Did you like it? I did. The kind of the only thing I didn't like about it is that, uh, in executing their, their masterful ending, they kind of didn't actually give us an ending with like the characters like talking it out or whatever it's just like well let's just skip to like everything's fine now yeah <laughs> which is fine because they spent all that time basically roasting themselves yes and i um, i would make the argument that if you go back with that in last episode in yeah. mind that the sure. entire series is a commentary on superhero movies just in general yes. that and it's Marvel a, specifically. Yeah. And Marvel specifically, yeah. but just from the very beginning, even though she's like, Oh, this is the part where people online are going to complain about this. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. That is just this whole commentary that's running it. It's like a movies with Mikey uh, stuff that you might see on, on YouTube or one of those long, you know, two hour long uh, discussions about what is, what is, what is Watchmen really mean in this day and age kind of things. <laughs> that's what this, that's what this TV series kind of felt like in the end was, yeah, we're, we're aware. And now we're going to provide our own commentary on this. So, uh, yeah. I like that. I, that I, awesome. I didn't click on any of it, but, um, I, I've seen some stuff come out of that. That was like, it's like new theory. Like it's Kevin that brings, uh, Kang the Conqueror into the Marvel universe. Oh, well, and I'm like they, guys, they might want to watch mm -hmm. a little show called Loki and they might want to watch a little thing called, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Yeah, the, yeah, the Quantum Mania trailer. Because the, that trailer uh, reveals all. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about that. I've liked both Ant Man movies, mm -hmm. um, probably more than most people, because I feel like people are like, yeah, 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 you know, like the good movies, like Iron Man and Spider Man Far From Home, and the bad ones, like Thor, Love and Thunder, and all the Ant Man stuff. And I'm yeah, like, what? Love and Thunder's great. Yeah. yeah. What? Fine. Love and Thunder is. Oh. I'd be mad. Uh, it's got a female Thor in it. That's why. I know, but Love and Thunder is great. What's that it other is. one? That I was, really enjoyed it. It was really great. There was a Ragnarok. really great one. Ragnarok? Yeah, no, it wasn't that one. I don't know. Another Thor movie that was really great? Another Ragnarok? Thor movie? No, I don't Thor know. was good. I'm, I'm talking about a movie that was not a Thor. A Marvel movie that everybody is down on that I'm like, are you crazy? This is amazing because you suck. Uh, um, so. Probably the uh, Captain America television show. People weren't super thrilled with that one. It was okay. It was fine. Yeah, it was I, I think it didn't stick the ending where it, it should. It, the, the, There's the, the so issue, much Marvel right now. I literally can't. I can't for the life of me remember it all. I haven't watched. Yeah. I've watched two of the Groot shorts, and that's it. So there you go. And now, got, are, and now we've got. Now we've got a Christmas special coming up, uh, featuring yeah. Kevin Bacon, now part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and and Bill yeah. Murray, oh, now part of the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Foot loose. If you if you haven't watched that Christmas special trailer, you need to watch it because it but is good. Is he kind of cut loose? He's cutting loose as he's running I mean, down he's the street screaming. He's like, yeah, he's trying to get away from Drax. Yeah, and well, uh, and uh, what's her name? Ant, uh, yeah. not Ant Girl, but uh, Mantis. Mantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dear Ant listeners, Girl. 
dear oh, listeners, God. you can join the conversation about these stories and more over on our Discord server. I know there's been a lot of talk about Andor and Werewolf by Night and She-Hulk and all that stuff. If you want to get in on the conversation, then join our Discord server for free. Doesn't cost you anything. There is a link in the show notes. We would love to see you join our growing community of awesome spoilerites. And everybody over there is awesome. In fact, we have a channel called Finally Friday. And it's kind of a, um, uh, I don't want to say it's the lead in to our Finally Friday live stream that we do Fridays live at 4.30 p.m. on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash major spoilers. Uh, but um, we have done an Ask Me Anything Fridays in the past where people can use that to ask any question that they want in addition to asking live. But uh, this upcoming Friday, we've been doing, this will be the third time that we have done a one question Friday where uh, someone asks a question and then we spend all Friday uh, show talking about that question in depth instead of spending you know just a couple of minutes on it. We will do a whole in-depth deep dive on somebody's question. And it's been really, really good. And if you would like to have your question thrown into the ring or into the hat or into the pot or wherever you're supposed to throw your questions, uh, well, the place you can throw them is over in the Finally Friday channel on our Discord server, completely free. And then tune into Finally Friday, 4.30 p.m. Central Time on Twitch TV slash Major Spoilers. And uh, we'll talk about them this week. So there is that. And then, of course, there's all the other cool channels. Rodrigo jumped into, what was it, the uh, the RPG channel? Or what was the channel you were in the other day, Rodrigo, where people were like, I thought this was a thing, a thing. And you were like, yes, yes, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know. That seems like any time <laughs> I'm in that Discord. <laughs> Oh, yes. oh, was I was I talking about Marvel Snap? Oh, yes, that's what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah, people were like, "What's it like?" And I'm like, "It's most, it's like, uh, it's like a very aggressive game of Smash Up." Yes, and I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, so go, go check that out, ladies and gentlemen. Go check it out right now. It's totally free. I mean, this podcast you're listening to right now for free, free Discord for free, the MajorSpoilers.com oh. website for free. How many other? sites out there are doing as much for you for free none that's none. all Denny. i don't think i don't none. think they are no i don't think they, they are stars. you can't we count government sites because you pay taxes that's right yes you exactly you pay taxes hmm. anyway let's do some <laughs> comic book reviews i'm gonna go Wait, back a no, couple sorry. of weeks i'm gonna go back last week the good book i would have reviewed last week had i been here not hacking up a lung and going i feel so achy I would have been talking about Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man number one from Taboo and B. Earl and Juan Friera uh, out from Marvel Comics last week. Uh, this is Spider-Man Peter Parker going to the West Coast to Los Angeles to do some work uh, on sound and uh, dreams and trying to help people with this. He's working with somebody and they may be part of the plot. Who knows? But all along the, the storyline, he keeps flashing into like this dream state where things are weird and creepy. And I will say this at the end of the book, there is a giant demon bear that shows up eh, maybe more than a couple of times in the book. I don't know if this is the demon bear from the, uh, from the, the demon bear saga over at the X mutants, but the way that they draw the demon bear in this issue and the way that they draw the scary art in this issue really makes me feel like we're getting Spider-Man's demon bear story. Hmm. And I and I want to see if that continues. This is an interesting book. Um, at first, I was just like, OK, so Peter Parker's dreaming. There's really no impact here. We probably know who the bad guy is. There's lots of jokes about Los Angeles being spread out and New York being very uh, small and tight together, which makes it hard for Spider-Man to travel across the city of Los Angeles. That's funny. Uh, 
you know, there's some real science stuff. I mean, I don't know if it's real science, uh, but there's definitely some science stuff that's being talked about and how Peter's trying to use his uh, brains for good. But then the whole uh, creepy nightmare stuff I find fascinating. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, I think X-Men fans might enjoy this book. Hmm. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it four slices of meatloaf. It's been a week. And so it's, it's phased on me just a little bit, but if they're doing the, the demon bear, is that what it's called? The demon bear saga? Yeah. Yeah. Demon bear saga. New yeah. mutants. What? 18 through 21. Oh yeah. And I think I said X mutants. Uh, yeah. New mutants is what I meant. Um, everybody knew what you meant. Nobody, you know, if, we don't if, expect uh, you to get the names right. If, uh, yeah, Chad, I, if, uh, if I expected <laughs> to get all the names right, uh, we'd never get anywhere, but, um, <laughs> yeah, deadly neighborhood Spider-Man, I think it's a, it's a good kickoff issue for the spooky season. It did come out October 19th. I kind of hope, and I think this is only a five issue miniseries. I kind of wish that they would have done kind of like what IDW does or did before they lost the star Wars property. Thanks, Marvel. Thanks. Um, where they were doing the, the, uh, spooky season weekly star Wars books, you know, like every week is a new, uh, Vader's castle issue that would come out. I kind of wish they would have done this with deadly neighborhood. Spider-Man had this start like the week before October with this issue. And then every week you get the next chapter until you get to the big uh, climax, uh, the week of the 31st. And I think that would have been a really cool way to tell this story. I think it's still fascinating. I think it's still interesting. And certainly seeing Spider-Man not in New York, seeing Spider-Man not in space, seeing him in another real city is interesting. And uh, I like this one. So four slices of meatloaf for Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, which came out last week. A book that I'm very excited about, though, Matthew, Mm -hmm. is uh, The Human Target Number 8. Now, Human Target Number 7 came out about a month ago. That issue was fantastic as we kind of figured out maybe who was the person that that poisoned Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Christopher Chance. But uh, we've still got like four issues to go and, and issue eight dropped today. So Christopher Chance, a.k.a. the human target, has been poisoned by someone who thought they were poisoning Lex Luthor. Uh, Since then, he has been involved in a mystery involving the Justice League International. Issue 8, written by Tom King, drawn by Greg Smallwood. Greg Smallwood is an American treasure. Oh, man, this art in this series is fantastic. Uh, Let me just start out by saying, Stephen is right, the art is in-freaking-credible. Every page, every panel, every issue is wonderful. And this one opens with, once again, Christopher Chance waking up with ice. Uh, and if you've been the reading ice, the book, ice the character, not ice like the, from your ice chest. No, literally ice. Tora Olaf's daughter, or ice of the Justice League International. Uh, last issue, he had some interactions with her best friend, Fire, uh, who now trusts him. And the issue before, they may have possibly murdered Guy Gardner. Yeah, that was the big uh, um, cliffhanger yeah. back in issue six. That was a five. huge, a huge schmageggy. Yeah. Was that five or was that six? I think it was five know. because he came at, you know, uh, Guy Gardner has been super jealous that Ice and, and Chris Chance have hooked up with uh, each other. And he comes in one day doing all of his bully stuff and yep. he's about to kill uh, Chris Target, target, yeah. and ice freezes him and then chris smashes him with a baseball bat or something and shatters yeah. him into a million pieces and they're like we're gonna have to hide the body yes this issue opens with 
someone firing through the uh, door of the room and shooting at them. And Chris pulling out his gun and shooting back only to have it bounce off the armor of Rocket Red of the Justice League International. Rocket Red, of course, if you may remember, back in the day was the Glasnost warrior. He is Russian and his English is part of the fun. So Chance is getting ready to shoot him again. He's like, I am just putting new coat of paint on armor. I am hoping you will not be scratching it. He's very hard work. And of course he shoots him. And then Chance wakes up several hours later and realizes that he's been drugged and that Rocket Red would like to talk to him about the whereabouts of Guy Gardner. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. And Rocket Red has, he may speak English as second language. He's no dummy. And he explains that he knows that Guy didn't leave the country. He knows that Guy is missing. He knows that Guy was mad at Chance for canoodling with his girl. And he knows that no one has seen Guy since Guy went to mess with Chance. And they keep having this discussion. And Rocket Red keeps knocking him out. First, he punches him in the face and knocks him out. Then he electrocutes him and he knocks him out. And throughout the issue, we keep having this time jump. And every time Chance wakes up completely outmatched by this armored madman, he's like, what time is it? Because, again, he only has, you know, four more days to live. By the end of the issue, some things happen that I'm not going to spoiler. But the one thing that does happen that's wonderful is Chance gets mad at this crazy superhuman because he's about to die. He only has a few days to live. He wants to spend them with ice. And this guy wasted a whole day. And if you are crazy enough to try to attack an armored Russian, um, well, basically Napoleon tried that in the, the thirties and it did not go well for him, but has a perfect, beautiful ending. Such a gorgeous comic. I am going to go with, uh, unex- not unexpectedly, five slices of meatloaf for yeah, this, this book. Is a good series. This is not only a good series; it's a series that manages to have completely down, like completely grounded human moments in just smack dab in the middle of the craziest part of the DC universe. Yeah, this is literally about a guy going to another guy and saying, "Look, I know you're sleeping with my friend's girl. My friend is missing. What's going on?" And if you take out all of the armor and the crazy, you know, ice fairy powers and the fact that Chance's job is literally putting on a magic latex mask and pretending to be other people, I mean, this could be an episode of The Wire. This could be an episode of The Shield. But then they managed to take it up a notch, keep those stakes, keep that personalized grounding and make it a superhero story set, you know, in the DC universe where... You know, Booster Gold came back from the future and Ted Cord was dead, but now he's not. And mm-hmm. yes, Here, here's the thing. Book. Uh, here's the thing. Tom King is a very divisive writer over at DC Comics. He did uh, Strange Adventures, which people had a lot of problems with. He did yeah. uh, Heroes in Crisis, which flipped people that was out, which was just an awful, awful series. And he should feel bad. I, I, I don't know if he does. Uh, I don't think he no. does. But here's the thing. He, he also did Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, which is. His take on True Grit. So if you like True Grit, the Western, then you need mm-hmm. to read Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And if you've never seen the movie DOA, either version, mm-hmm. Dennis Quaid version or the uh, uh, newer or older remakes, uh, then welcome to Human Target. That's what Human Target is, is DOA. 
And I really like that he's taking those different stories and kind of tweaking them and putting them into this, into these uh, superhero genre stories. And it yeah, works really, really it's, well. It's well done stuff. I mean, I hated Heroes in Crisis like a passion. Yes. And this book well is aware. so, so wonderful. It's great. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank you for that, uh, Matthew Rodrigo. Let us jump forward to next week. So look, we've covered three weeks of comics for you, dear listeners. Yeah. Rodrigo is now going to talk to us about a comic from the future. Yeah. This is Nature's Labyrinth number one. I forgot to put the number one on here. Uh, Nature's Labyrinth number one from Matt Cave Studios. Um, uh, writer Zach Thompson, artist Bailey Underwood, uh, which uh, we can start with the art. The art is really amazing in this. Um, we are introduced to a bunch of characters, and all the character designs are like very... Um, they're all like very specific and is like you wouldn't get two characters mixed up with each other. Um, which is something that can happen in comics. Uh our main character code name the Shield uh is um has gotten on this cruise and they are heading towards a mysterious island where a mysterious game will be played. Um we don't get to see a lot of what's going on with that. Uh, this is very much a, like, meet the characters, start thinking about, like, what this is going to mean for them. And then, you know, obviously you have your, you do have your first thing where one of the characters is like, uh, no, I'm not doing this. This is terrible. And walks out and somebody blows up KG Beast, right? So, um but it's not the Russian that gets blown up in this one. It is, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's just kind of getting you started into this. Um, the main character is like a very tall, like buff lady, uh, which I was not expecting. Um, but she's super cool. And she uh by the end we kind of find out at least we find out who who put her up to this who she's working for um i'll give this three and a half slices of meatloaf uh it's really good uh again the art is very cool and although i still kind of don't know where they're going or or you know it's like i know the premise um but where exactly this is going to go is not not evident. Not necessarily a bad thing, uh, but yeah, I would say definitely check it out if you're into that. Um, you know, like most dangerous game type genre, <laughs> uh, which is a thing I would include, like the Hunger Games, into you know where like people watch people right. be put through the ringer, sometimes like literally. Avengers Arena, Squid Games. Yep, yep, yep. All that stuff. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very, very cool. That comes out next week, Mad Cave Studios. Uh, so go check that out. And I want to thank everyone who does everything they can to support the show, whether you're just a weekly listener or someone that goes out and shares clips with your friends, posts about it on social, tells other people to check it out. Every time you go into the comic book shop, uh, I hope you walk in and say, what up, people, if you listen to the latest MSP? And if they, and then everyone's like, Norm, 
Um, I think too old of a reference. I don't know. Uh, but no, you should be no, doing that. a universal reference. It's on, okay. it's on Nick at Night now. <laughs> What's Nick at Night? Shut your... <laughs> But hey, thank you to everybody who supports this show in other ways, like joining our Patreon community. This week, we're going to get a big shout out to Hasidic Ninja, who upped their pledge. They went from uh, one tier all the way up to another uh, yearly tier level, which is a huge jump. Uh, so we thank you for that. He also sent me some messages, or I should say they sent me some messages uh, asking about upcoming critical hit stuff. So if you want to know about that, the place you want to do that is over on our Patreon community. And you can join our Ooh. Patreon community for just a few bucks a month. Patreon.com slash major spoilers for less than a gallon of gas. Mm-hmm. You can support this show for an entire month. Gallon of gas costs more than my Starbucks coffee right now. And you shouldn't be drinking I, Starbucks coffee. Oh, I love Starbucks coffee. Plus, you know, my kid's a barista, so I get a discount. Oh, but even yeah. that, even that, one of those coffees, you could hang out at major spoilers. You'd have access to everything. Well, awesome. The Patreon.com slash major spoilers. That's the, right, that's right, the important right. thing. All the extra oh, stuff God. that you get over there, including Critical Hit a Week Early, the VIP live chat. There is a new VIP live chat coming up this Saturday. Uh, <laughs> we've also got uh, secret channels on our Discord server. And we have the Major Spoilers podcast pre-show where we spend, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes or so talking about other stuff, 15, 30 minutes every week. Yeah. This week, we talked about some of the latest big Hollywood news, including that big James Gunn announcement. Uh, we yeah. talked about uh, Sam Register. What else did we talk about? Oh, Dwayne. I don't know if Johnson. we made it to the final cut, but we, we talked, talked about, about my, my birth weight. Yeah, we talked about Matthew being born. Yeah. Yeah, so nice. you can catch I mean, if that's what covered you're into. A covered you, a lot. We covered yeah. a lot. From birth to James Gunn, all in one pre-show. <laughs> you can get that over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And we'll give you a shout out. If you join up today, next week, your name could be all over the place. Just like Hasidic Ninja. There you go. Uh, okay, so this uh, week's uh, trade was supposed mm-hmm. to be last week, but it's still spooky season, so I guess we can still talk about Ghostbusters crossing over. This is from Eric Burnham and Dan Schoening. Uh, this is IDW Publishing. Um, this is one of those series where I think that IDW has heralded and been the the shepherd of many fine IP uh, stories. Uh, granted, they didn't start with Sonic the Hedgehog, but I think they've done a fine job with Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, they didn't start with G.I. Joe, but what they did with G.I. Joe is fantastic. Now, G.I. Joe is leaving at the end of this month, I want to say, or no, it's at the end of this year with issue 300. Um, I'm going to guess that Marvel will be picking up that property soon after. Uh, but they've done amazing things with that. They've done amazing things with Transformers. They've done amazing things with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they've done some very amazing things with the Ghostbusters property, uh, doing crossovers with the Transformers so that we get Ecto-1 as a Transformer. Uh, we've had um, the Ghostbusters from various television shows and incarnations all team up through various portals. They've expanded upon the lore of what it means to be a Ghostbuster and have Ghostbuster franchises all across the United States. And this is kind of the culmination of a lot of those different stories that have been told over the last, I want to say decade, probably Mm -hmm. where we have literally Ghostbusters from Ghostbusters, the animated series, uh, not the real Ghostbusters. uh, Mm -hmm. Although that would have been nice. Yeah. It'd be nice if they could have gotten those in there. Yeah, um, that would have been what a coup that would have been to get like 
Larry Storch and yes. Chuck yeah, Connors. Yes. And a guy in a in a monkey suit. Yes. yes. That would have been the thing, right? The, <sighs> the, like there was that filmation cartoon. Right. I could have gotten oh. that. Yep. Yeah, that uh, was actually an adaptation of the show that Stevens yeah, written. Yeah. 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 We're old. We're a yeah. thousand years old. Uh, they they've got several incarnations of the animated series uh, Ghostbusters in this, plus some right. that we've not seen before, plus the movie versions of the Ghostbusters, plus the uh, Ghostbusters. What is that? Not Afterlife. Answer the call. I answer the call. Ghostbusters. The the female mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. Uh, all team up to have a great big uh, adventure. And I thought this was the first time they all teamed up. Uh, no, this is like the second time they've all had these team ups before. So everybody kind of knows everybody. So we don't have to deal with the whole you look like me. No, you look like me moments and let's fight. Um, this mm-hmm. is just them trying to take down a big bad that is stealing ecto energy from across the the multi dimensions. And they have to go and find these uh, these ghosts and bring them back before the entire universe uh, blows up. Yeah. There. There, I hated this. I do. Oh, thank God. I so uh, there is a point in here where two Egons who are visually identical. Yeah, I think they're both from, from the two, two different, different versions of the animated yeah. series. I believe it's one is the Egon from the real Ghostbusters and one is the Egon from Ghostbusters Extreme. Yeah, are having a conversation back and forth, and one of them's dead. So right. one of them is has dead and has come back from another mold. I don't know. It's very yeah. confusing when you haven't read all of the Ghostbusters stuff. And that that does bring up the biggest problem for me of this. The Ghostbusters with which I am familiar, like the the Bill Murray, mm-hmm. Dan Aykroyd, Harold mm-hmm. Ramis Ghostbusters, are rendered in the IDW Ghostbusters comic book style. Right. Which is to say that they're relatively stylized and cartoonish because they clearly don't have the likeness rights for Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray at all. But they have a particular look. And so these characters, the prime dimension Ghostbusters, are supposed to be the guys that, you know, Stephen and I watched when we were 14. But they actually look more cartoony than the characters from the cartoon. I know. And it's like, I remember when Extreme Ghostbusters came out in the year, I don't know, 1905, thinking how this felt very cartoony, especially Kylie's design feels very cartoony. And they're, you know, mentored by a cartoon Egon with a blonde rat tail. And at one point in this, you see the characters interacting and Kylie is interacting with someone who's supposed to be Bill Murray. And I'm like, wait, no, what? That does, I, oh, it was so hard to keep things straight because of that fact, because I'm like, okay, wait, this is a cartoon Ghostbuster? No, this is apparently Prime Winston. Well, uh, and, and, and seriously, though, props to them for uh, maintaining all of the styles, right? So oh, instead, yeah, yeah. Of, instead of being like, okay, well, this is... In this Ghostbuster book, people are drawn this way, so we're going to just take those designs and and basically render them in this way. It's like no, the the characters from the real Ghostbusters cartoon look like they look like cartoons from the early '90s. You know, like they yeah. it's those exact same designs, 
Um, the extreme Ghostbusters look. I, I, I maybe they they weren't, but they still give off this feeling like they were inked with like a sharpie somebody took a bite out of. You know, mm-hmm. they just have like like you know, just like ah, oh, look at this grunge those ragged edges yeah 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 just it's so edgy from the 90s um so all of these characters have that going on so kudos to them and also interestingly um because 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 again the prime ghostbusters are drawn in this very cartoon way but the answer of the call ghostbusters who are also humans, you know, and not cartoon characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. aren't drawn in that style. They're drawn in their own style, which makes you think <laughs> that maybe there was a comic for them in which they yeah, were drawn in so, this style. And I think this may be part of the problem with this with this trade is I know at one point there were a couple of Ghostbuster series going on simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I want to say like there may have been two or three series going on simultaneously. There are parts of this book that feel like I'm missing a chapter and to get that chapter, I have to go read another series. But these were the yes. ones that were part of the like crisis on infinite earths. You get 12 issues and there's parts of it that don't make sense because sure. I needed because to go read. Aqu- to I need else. to go read that Aquaman issue that this tied into. And there are definite moments like when the big bad shows up or when somebody suddenly gets injured and you're like, wait a minute, how did this person get injured? And I feel like there's part of the story that's just missing in this. And that, that was part of my big frustration. So yeah, I think that there was another, or at least these characters appeared in previous Ghostbusters books that yeah, were no. maybe standalone uh, stories. Yeah, not only that, but they actually, because uh, because it's like plot relevant, they actually yeah. have to reference their crossover with the Ninja Turtles. Like it actually mm-hmm. comes up a couple times mm-hmm. where yeah. they don't say Ninja Turtles, but they mm-hmm. definitely make an allusion to like green Ninja. mutant teens or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And the villains or the, you know, the ghosts have apparently been ones that either showed up on the cartoon or showed up in the IDW series, you know. And, you know, at one point, a character who I believe is one of the kids from Extreme Ghostbusters, but may actually be one of the interns in the regular Ghostbusters IDW cartoon, does this riff where he's playing chess with death. And we're, you know, we're introduced to death and Egon is like, I was afraid of that. It's death. And I'm like, well, okay, that that's scary and all, but why, what, how is death a ghost? And where is Bill and Ted? But you, yeah, I don't know. I So halfway, like maybe more than halfway through mm-hmm. this, this piece starts to click for me. Like when it's kind of like, hey, we messed up. Uh, basically, we lost about. 17 liters worth of ghosts and we need to like put them back in or else the universe is going to collapse. And then they go through, everybody gets into their teams and they go through and when they get there, they're all scrambled. Yeah. And so you have, you know, the real, like each team is one character from the real Ghostbusters, one Mm -hmm. character from the extreme Ghostbusters, one character from the prime Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. one character from the answer the call Ghostbusters. There's like right. a, a a team that gets done right away. That's like a bunch of like JRPG sprite Ghostbusters, <laughs> a, a, yeah. a golem, and a robot. And those yeah. are like that's like the most effective team that they put together. So once that happens, and you see all of these characters that you might have some attachment to, like I have attachment to the Prime Ghostbusters, the mm-hmm. Real Ghostbusters, and the Extreme Ghostbusters, because I actually watched that when it was start, when it started coming out. 
Um, so I'm like, I know these characters. Oh, and actually, the answer of the call Ghostbusters. I like that mm-hmm. movie. Just fine. <laughs> I like, so like those characters. Just fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a there's a whole group here that are like Ghostbusters that dress up like like maintenance workers. I do mm-hmm. not know those guys, mm-hmm. right? Um, and there's like at least one whole other group of of Ghostbusters besides that, um, and like eight Slimers. Yeah, right. so. And once I saw, you get yeah, there yeah. and you see these guys interacting with each other and you're like, oh, what would Venkman say to one of the extreme Ghostbusters? He would say this, ha ha, classic Venkman. You know, right. it's like, it does kind of start to gel, but this is like, again, like either half, uh, like as late as two thirds of the way through of uh, of this uh, collection is when like this starts happening and you get these like, you know, maybe dream team ups of Ghostbusters that you've been wanting to see. Yeah. yeah, and I guess I think that that's probably kind of part of the problem with something as large as this IP. Uh, certainly, you can yeah. go down the rabbit hole of which GI Joe is this or which Transformers is this. Is this yes. a Beast Wars Transformer? Is this a you know original eighties series Transformer? What what's going on here? Certainly, you can do that. And I think Ghostbusters certainly suffers from this, just like those other properties, because it has been around for so long. Like Matthew said, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four. When the first yeah. Ghostbusters movies dropped for me, I watched the first Ghostbusters movie. I watched this. I'll admit that I watched the second Ghostbusters movie. Um, I watched the afterlife and I watched the, um, the, uh, the, the, what, what's the other one? The, uh, the, the women one. Answer the call. Answer the call. I know you've That's said it multiple times. And, and I yep. like that one. I liked all those just fine. I watched the, uh, the Ghostbusters with Larry Storch back in the day. I did not watch the yeah. animated series of that, but I also watched I the very first animated Ghostbusters series, and that's it. Anything that came after that animated series, Ghostbusters, I, except for the two live action uh, movies recently, I've got no connection to. And so getting into this is very hard. And I realize some of this stuff may be just be uh, comic book stuff, but mm-hmm. I've, I kind of walked into this kind of like the first time I tried to read crisis on infinite earths or the time I tried to read, uh, just read a Marvel comic, read an X-Men comic for God's sake, back in the nineties, it was just like, I have no idea what's going on. There's so deep. There's so much stuff that I am missing out on. This should be a really good, fun thing where people are like, Oh yeah, I remember the ghostbusters and, and answer the call and afterlife and all this stuff. Yeah. Let me just jump into this. And no, this is just like, this is not that. This is like you need a PhD in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusterology. Yes. Yeah. In order to really know what's going on. The thing that keeps popping up for me a few, oh God, it may be two years ago now. Stephen and I reviewed, and I think it's an IDW book. It was a Star Wars crossover with the crew of the original series, um, Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, and Voyager. Well, that wouldn't be Star Wars. That'd be Star Trek, but yeah. Yeah, Star Wars. You know, yeah. Star Wars uh-huh. with Captain Kirk. Yeah, yeah, Star Wars. They fight the wars in the space. Right. <laughs> all, the, all of the Star Wars characters you know, from the, from the very space the, the United Planets. Yeah, everybody. The Trek, the Trek Wars, guys. Okay. Yeah, they dress so like the, birds that they fight. The four crews of those prime Star Trek series at the time yes. met up. They all teamed up and then they broke up into sets where they mixed and matched everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you got a team that was like led by Cisco, but he had like Sulu, Uhura, and Odo. You know, so you get that. It feels like the same kind of of structure here. Yeah. And while we do get really interesting moments like two Winstons, like Prime Winston and real Ghostbusters Winston interacting. 
and realizing that their lives are different. That's cool, but it also brings up the question of why are their lives different? Is there something that that yeah, means you should have been reading all those that. other series? That's what it means. And that's kind of the thing. I am the guy who comes in and says, I'm going to read all of this. I'm the guy who walks into, you know, like that Star Trek book where, you know, the <laughs> villains were the villains were what the Orgonians yeah. and the kid who wasn't a Q and the kid who was a Q yeah. and Charlie X. And I'm like, OK, I can parse this all together. But this series was just like madness to me. Because also, yeah, have you, you watched know, all the have you watched all the Ghostbusters animated stuff? Have you seen the, I the have grand seen, Ghostbusters oeuvre? I have seen a lot of real Ghostbusters. I have a working knowledge and have seen a couple of episodes of Extreme Ghostbusters because mm-hmm. I remember the Goth Girl and the the cool radical kid, uh, radical. the wheelchair user. Yeah, the wheelchair user, the radical kid. I remember yeah, him. When I, one of them is voiced by. Uh by um carlton from the fresh prince yeah but you do kind of have (laughs) that entry point issue where i'm not saying that if i can't wrap my head around this that a normal person is going to run screaming from the room but that's not necessarily so far beyond the point that i'm trying to make here because there's a really important emotional beat here where Winston apparently has like a proton pack fist. Yes. And one of the, one of the bads, the big bads apparently hurt Winston or tortured Winston or something. And it's something about, he says they knocked years off of my life. And Winston gets this moment that is clearly a big emotional win at the end and just jacks this ghost right in the face I don't know what that is. I yeah. don't know what that moment is. And while I'm sitting here and seeing, you know, the headless horseman dragging Bankman away and feeling like, I feel like I know that headless horseman ghost, but it wasn't with cartoon Bankman. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm Charlie day trying to figure out exactly who Pete Sylvester is. And I don't know. It just, it makes this book work it made it feel like huge amounts of work and also a golem where's the golem from do you even know i have no idea it's got to be i'm sure it's something to do with one of the comic books because again this apparently is not the first time as they reference in the comic this is not the first time all of us have teamed up to do a multi-universe story and it's like oh this isn't then why do they make it sound like this is a first time event um (laughs) also uh heads up for people that are scrambling madly trying to find this comic good luck because it is not available (laughs) anywhere in fact if you go over to amazon and you try to uh, find it in a trade out of print you go and try to find the single issues you got to buy them from some shady guy named sven uh you know not not the good guy sven that's our not not sven pillman no sven Sven, you can't trust sven Sven bad guy that's his last name is bad guy sven bad oh bad guy oh he's even worse of the of the I mean, Norwegian bad guys. Sven, Sven Jorgensen will steal your car, but Sven bad guy. Yeah. He'll steal it from Sven. He'll, he'll, yeah. He'll buy it from. So that's, from, that's how bad. So maybe is. we are protecting you because we have the review copy that ITW sent us all the way back in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what we're using. But yeah, this thing's not available for print and I don't know why it could be that uh, I think they're still doing. Well, no, I haven't seen any Ghostbusters stuff, so it could be that there's a uh, no more licensed stuff. And that's why we're not reprinting it. 
Um, it could be that there's likeness rights. It could just be that this is a bad story and nobody wants it uh, kind of issue. Uh, and nothing against Eric Burnham or, or Dan Schoening, as we said yeah. with the art. Being consistent with all of these properties and keeping their looks consistent, even when you have the multiple properties Crazy. on the same t- page at the same time, is uh, you know, ball. I mean, it's baller. It's like you deserve a round of applause for keeping all of that straight. And I'm sure your uh, therapy bill is is quite high. And hopefully, IDW picked <laughs> it up after that. And Eric Burnham, you're doing the best you can with what you're given. And I don't have any any problem with that. I just think for me, who doesn't have the PhD in ghost busting, is mm-hmm. that it is too hard for me to get into this. I feel like I need to have a probably six trades of primer material to read before I were to tackle this book. Mm-hmm. And and so and ultimately I, that's why I, I just, I can't recommend this book. I feel like the fact that it ties into the Ghostbusters international series from like 2016 mm-hmm. and the fact that it ties into heavy-duty continuity of the IDW primary Ghostbusters book, which, again, is supposed to be, but is really, really hard to pretend is the same as the prime Ghostbusters, you know, sure. trilogy. Because it's it's hard, especially if you've seen that third one. Now, granted, mm-hmm. that third one came out after this, so they had no way of what was knowing what was happening in there. So, I, I you know, I can't fault them for that, but... It really is something where I joke sometimes about how you got to have a scorecard to read Legion of Superheroes. This book, you need multiple scorecards and you need somebody like holding them up and making sure who is who, because there are points in here where I look at the story and I'm like, okay, I don't know who's talking, but they're cell shaded. So Mm -hmm. they've got something to do with a blonde, you know, with Bill Murray, Peter Venkman, but no, wait, he's not. He's, he's voiced by Carlton, your doorman. So, you know, it's a whole dish. <sighs> I'm tired. Rodrigo, did you, I mean, you said it was the last two thirds of the book. You got into it and you liked it, but did you like the entire thing or, or is no, this a- it honestly, um, I hadn't gotten to the part at which it had gelled by, uh, last Tuesday, which is when we're going to first record this. Yeah. Um, and you know, when Steven was like, I feel bad. I'm I was like, like thank I was God. Like, I am so dead right now. I think yeah, I, I was be like ghostbuster. I was like, Oh good. I don't have to read the rest of this. And then he's like, <laughs> we're doing this next week. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> I felt really no. bad about that too. Cause I read this, uh, and I was just like full of hate and rage and flu vaccine. And I was just like, I don't like this. And then I, unfortunately I was like, oh God, good. I'm sick. Uh, and then I was like, but I made everybody read this and I feel bad about making you read this and it's so bad. And then we're not going to discuss it, which is why I said, let's just go ahead and bump everything forward a week and, and yeah. discuss it. Anyway. There's, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff in here. I sort of, I kind of had theoretical fun with it in the sense mm-hmm. that there were a lot of cool shout outs and stuff. One of the, there's a, a thing that shows up at the end uh, where a ghost is kind of being uh, kind of accosting one of the characters, that ghost is a policeman who looks like a policeman, except then his head goes into his body and his eyes pop out of his chest, like where his like 
little like double pockets should be. That's mm-hmm. a toy from the Ghostbusters line. Oh, man. Uh, there was, like, that guy and like the old lady who had a Cyclops eye. Like I had some of those toys and seeing that was cool. I'm like, oh, look, they brought that cute toy or horrifying toy, as you might prefer, right. um, into the continuity. That's fun. But the actual events of what happens are kind of barely any fun. Uh, there needs to be a lot of time talking, a lot of time explaining. Um, and yeah, a lot of the time it's hard to tell exactly what's going on because there are like literally so 100 Ghostbusters in this. Mm-hmm. Like there are just so many characters, so many things to keep track of. Who's with, mm-hmm. so who's in whose team. Right. Um, and then also on top of all that, the point of this is that it's advancing the IDW prime Ghostbusters story. Mm-hmm. So I, that that has to be like frustrating no matter what, right? Either you are in it to see these um, kind of birdie mouth uh, Ghostbusters advance their story, but there's these other all these other Ghostbusters in the way, or you're in here to see, you know, the only other time that we're ever going to see the answer to the call Ghostbusters <laughs> doing something. And I mean, uh, one of them gets to wreck the universe, so that's fun, mm-hmm. but. That's kind of a bright point in what is otherwise kind of like a generally foggy, soupy, um, yeah. you know, set of plots. The stuff that I wanted to see, like Prime Egon and Jillian Holtzman playing off yep. each other, yep. it's it's briefly touched on, but it, it's you know, it. I don't know, I don't know. I'm tired. It's a yeah, very I cannot, long. Topic. Very I long. cannot find anything official. Mm-hmm. Uh, that says when IDW lost Ghostbusters or if they've lost the Ghostbusters franchise, they may not. But the last thing that I, I can find to... on the Ghostbusters wiki is something that was uh, the Ghostbusters year one that was in January of 2020. But I don't see an official announcement. IDW did say that they were losing the G.I. Joe and Transformers uh, stuff. Yes. They said that those contracts were ending, you know, just recently they announced that. Uh, but they didn't. They still haven't said as of January of this year anything about the Ghostbusters uh, franchise, which is also, I believe, Hasbro. Isn't that who does the, the toys on Ghostbusters toys? Let's do, they own, do they own the franchise, though? I don't know. Um, but seeing how G.I. Joe and Transformers also uh, maybe license oh, yeah, that, I don't know. Hasbro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are Hasbro toys. Yeah. And- yeah. <sighs> so I don't know. We, we haven't seen anything in two years from this. Uh, the um, uh, Ghostbusters crossing over was 2018 released in trade in 2019 Ghostbusters 2020 20 slash 20 one shot 20 years in the future then Ghostbusters 35th anniversary which is a original team uh, the real Ghostbusters the answer to the call busters and the extreme Ghostbusters uh, team up again oh my goodness mm-hmm. and then there was so a the- Transformers Ghosts of Cybertron that's the one that uh, featured Ecto-1 and that was a big right. deal because it was a toy tie-in and then Ghostbusters Year One, which is a four-issue miniseries, uh, published January 2020. Uh, and, of course, then everything went into lockdown. Um, yeah, that was supposed to cover the events shortly after the first film. And then that was it. And that's there hasn't been any Ghostbusters since then. Uh, the Ghostbusters franchise belongs to Columbia Pictures Ghost Corp. Oh, there you uh, go. Which is... Which is uh, of course, owned by Sony Pictures. Ah, okay. Well, hmm. so I don't know what looking for that Spider-Man Sony is making. Yeah. Could could be could be that Sony is is looking to re reposition them somewhere. 
When did Afterlife uh, come out? Afterlife came out in 2020. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, Sony said uh, we're going to do more because I know that there's a Afterlife. I know that there's a second Afterlife movie that they're working on. Right. Uh, so maybe they're like, we don't want you to do any yeah. more comic books until we've got our, you know, our yeah, they, uh, movie yeah, stuff. Maybe they want to they want to center those Ghostbusters as like speculation on nerd part, ladies and gentlemen. No official news. I, no official. All I, speculation. I want to say that IDW had something about their last. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles story too, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know anything about that. I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is doing just fine. I don't know. I read something, and then I remember GI Joe because I'm hoping that they get to GI Joe 300. Yeah, no, 300 Larry, is Larry Hama finish his thing. 300 is the last issue on on that. Uh, so when that okay. one's out, that's the end of that. And then my guess is Marvel will pick that up. I've actually heard that Skybound is in the running, so Bob Kirkman may want. Uh, no, that'd be good if they if they wanted that. Yeah, yeah. But but again, it wouldn't surprise me if Marvel did it. So. Yeah, this is again all speculation. I don't know nothing about nothing. All I, I know is that every every property that uh, IDW has lost in the last three years, uh, Marvel has quietly just said, "We are also doing uh, this mm. property now. We are also doing mm. uh, the Star Wars now. We are yeah, also I forget the other one. IDW there. didn't have Star Wars. Dark Horse did." No, they had yeah. they had, they were doing that Star Wars Adventures. Remember, that's no oh, longer at IDW. They? That's over at Marvel. Oh, yeah, they're, I they're, thought that was all doing Dark it. Horse. No, they're doing, doing it to IDW. everybody. Vader's nope. Castle stuff. Weird. That's what happened was with these conglomerates is they decide to reposition things, and no matter where you are in a storyline, is like okay, that's it. It's over. Uh, we're moving this thing over here, or or you know we don't like we don't want to do anything with this right now. So instead of, you know, doing a thing that you're taking in some direction, we're just mm -hmm. like, we don't want to do any, you know, like a uh, doctor. What's that new character? Doctor, doctor who? Doc, the, the yes, with doctor, doctor, the new character, Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brand new Star Wars character, Doctor Who. Doctor Aphra. Yeah, yeah. That Aphra, that's what it was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So this is, this is, this is, uh, this is the problem, as you said, exactly, Rodrigo, with big conglomerates. So once upon a time, ladies and gentlemen, all the comic book publishers had their hand in the Disney pie. Uh, we had uh, Gladstone or no. Yeah, it was a Gladstone that was doing the Jim Disney Gemstone doing the, the Disney comics. You had at one point Boom Studios doing the Pixar movie stuff like the cars. And they also had regular yeah, Disney like stuff Muppet like Beauty and the Beast and, and Muppet stuff. They had that. And then IDW was doing uh, some of the Star Wars stuff, especially the stuff that was more kid friendly for that. Dark Horse had Star Wars comics proper for decades. Of course, Marvel had it first and then Dark Horse got it. Uh, but but then, Dark Horse was like reprinting old Marvel ones, too. Yeah, they I were think. also yep. doing that. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, one day Disney just said, hey, everybody, we bought up Lucasfilm. And then, oh, by the way, we're also going to get Marvel Studios in this deal. And oh, by the way, and I, they didn't make a big announcement of it, but suddenly all those Boom Studios uh, licenses ended. I'm not saying that Disney came and said, we're taking them away. These licenses right. ended and, and the corporations decided we're not going to renew our contract with your publisher. Instead, they took all these titles and said, well, Marvel, since we own a comic book company, I'm not saying they did this, but this is what it appeared to be from the outside. 
Marvel, you guys do comics. Why don't you just do our Disney comics? And they're like, yes, we'll do Big Thunder Mountain and Haunted Mansion and all this stuff. And those things lasted like three issues. And then Marvel was like, yeah, we ain't doing these kitty comics. We, we can't do this. Yeah, yeah we don't know how to do this. We, but they we did take so. they did get back that Star Wars uh, line from Dark Horse, and they've been doing very well with that over at uh, over at Marvel. But no one is doing like Disney Pixar stuff anymore. Um, IDW was going to do some stuff and then they didn't boom studios never got that stuff back. Dark horse hasn't gotten any of that stuff back. There's no Muppets comics coming out. And I think that that's kind of a, you know, I'll say it. I think that that's a bad thing when those comics, which I would, you know, we'd have to talk to somebody at boom, but I bet that the, and also IDW feel free to send me an anonymous email. I would bet that the licensing that they were paying to Disney for that. I bet they were still making money off those comics. I don't think that they were losing money on those comics. Same way when we look at G.I. Joe and Transformers and Ghostbusters and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I bet that IDW is making some money on that stuff. Maybe not a lot of money, but they're still keeping those brands alive. And when you think about the Ecto-1 and the Transformers, G.I. Joe, uh, I forget what that vehicle was, and the Back to the Future vehicle that that Hasbro put out uh, as part of that. IDW is part of that because they had to make the comics for that stuff and make it work. And so, um, yeah, I feel bad that uh, Hasbro or whoever has decided not to renew the G.I. Joe and the Transformers uh, line. I realize that there has been some controversy with uh, some creators and what they did with G.I. Joe and Transformers that may have put IDW in a bad spot. But um, I think that that is uh, that was some bad some bad actors doing some bad things. Um, I don't like seeing really well-established properties being lost um, at, at publishers that are doing well with them. Again, I think that transformers, GI Joe ghostbusters, all these things that we've been talking about, IDW has been doing a fine job of it. Now they haven't been, uh, you know, gangbuster stuff like maybe their star Trek stuff is, but 300 issues of GI Joe with Larry Hama, that stuff's, that stuff's gold, man. Um, I don't know. I'm going on a rant here and I'm still probably uh, recovering from, from illnesses, but I'm sorry that IDW has lost these things. I think it makes it harder for small publishers to stay in business when they don't have these recognizable properties for comic book readers to pick up. Right. Yeah. Agreed. End of rant. That being said, don't buy Ghostbusters. Crossover <laughs> <laughs> because it is horrible. See, I'm trying to be fair and balanced here. I'm trying to be fair and balanced here, Matthew. <laughs> maybe look into whatever trade comes before this one because definitely yeah. this is jumping into the middle of a story or, agreed or yeah it's jumping into part two of a story it's jumping it into the middle like of it. four different stories yeah it just feels like that so uh just be aware of that if you're going to uh get into it and uh certainly just realize that there are other comics out there besides what's coming from dc and marvel and go check out some other other comic publishers uh we did that this week just just in our reviews, for example, I read something from Marvel and Matthew read something from DC Comics and Rodrigo did the right thing and read something from Mad Cave Studios. <laughs> uh, so there's all sorts of stuff out there just waiting for you to consume it. Uh, and that's where we're going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, Rodrigo. Thank you, dear listener. If you found value in the show, if you had some fun, if you had some laughs, if you got some education out of this, we would love for you to join us over on our Patreon page where you'll find even more fun, including, as I mentioned earlier, the Major Spoilers podcast pre-show where we talk werewolf by night. Oh, no, we did that at the top of this show. Uh, It's so hard to keep the two separate nowadays. They just flew right into it. We talked about my birth weight. Yeah. Uh, Here's the thing. If you want to have the best Major Spoilers podcast experience, really join the Patreon and then listen to the pre-show 
and then right into this show. And I know some people do that. They actually wait a day until the, uh, the, this show comes out so they can listen to the pre-show and this show together back to back because it just does make a more complete experience. And it's almost like you're getting an hour and a half of, of show instead of an hour's worth of show. Uh, and so we hope you can find some time and find some, a uh, little bit of funding of your own to join us over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Next week, we're going to keep with the spooky and the scary because uh, Scott Johnson is going to be back as we hit issue 1000. We're going to be talking about ghosted in LA. That's a series from boom studios. We're going to be talking about that next week on the major spoilers podcast. Why? Because we know that you love comics. We do too. And we will talk with you soon. Fat Dick's revision of Superman. I could save a few bucks and stand around and read through the covers of the comics on the stand. But although every other page would be backwards, I suppose, I could still read the evens and the odds. Well, I don't know. Guess I haven't thought this all the way through. Plus, as soon as the comic book store guy knew, he kicked my butt out on the corner. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Way. If I was hulking green or gray, I could just bust through that brick wall, take their comic books away. But then the little meat would deal with all the tanks and bombs and guns. Have you ever tried to read a series with all that going on? Guess I need to rethink this plan. How would I back and board my comics with such huge hands? Guess I already told ya. What a major spoiler. What a major spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a major spoiler What a major spoiler If I'm star raving rich like a man of iron I might not be surprised to find That I might actually have the heart cold To follow an entire storyline But would I really even need To read upon all those escapades I mean, who needs such distractions When your sister's such a babe But the downside is such a beast Being shot up in a fun Be in the Middle East With a gang sign throwing soldier what a major spoiler What a major spoiler Yeah, yeah, yeah What a major spoiler Whoa, 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 whoa What a major spoiler This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.